Life was bitter to the core There was nothing to live for Until love came My name is Harold J. Perkins And at the age of 17 I was selling drugs And on my way to an early grave While sitting in my house with about 10 guys God gave me an out-of-body experience And I was lifted above the room I could see everything moving in slow motion After that I got up and put those guys out And I cried out to Jesus Christ He came into my life with liberty and purpose. Then I ran into religion. And it has taken me over 40 years to navigate through religion to fully understand what came into me that day. This podcast is to help put you on a faster track than it took me to get through religion and experience life, liberty, and purpose on a higher level. So get ready. We're about to start a revolution. Again, welcome. I'm excited to continue talking about the currency of the kingdom, the currency that can move almighty God on your behalf to help you be successful in life, in business, to meet your financial needs and desires, to heal your body, to help you impact the lives of others in a positive way, and on and on and on. Anything that is good, God is ready to help you with it. Now, if this currency of the kingdom of God can do all this, Why are not more people giving God the currency of faith he's looking for? Well, listen to this verse and we'll get the answer. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 7 says this, For we walk by faith, not by sight. A better way to understand this verse is we walk by faith, the currency of the kingdom, and not by our senses, not by our five senses. And when people come into the kingdom of God by accepting Jesus Christ, all their lives up to that point has been governed by their senses, what they see, hear, smell, touch, or taste. The verse that I just read says that we are not to walk by our senses, but by faith, by faith in what God has said is ours and by faith in what he has said he would do. Remember the example I gave on the last episode? By faith, Kenneth Hagin had to believe he was healed and act on that when his senses told him that his heart wasn't beating right, that he was paralyzed and so forth. But he acted in faith on the word of God that said if he believed that he had received, regardless of what his senses were saying, that he would be healed. And he was. Let me give you an example of an experience that I had. Um, when I was going to Mexico to play professional baseball, I was going to try out for a team there in Mexico. On the way there, I heard the Lord say in my spirit that he had a job for me on this team. I got there and tried out for the team. I thought I played very well and uh, went to them and they said, no, we're not going to keep you. We have the job for somebody else. I went to them a second time. They said the same thing. I went to them the third time and the same thing. My friend that went with me, he said, I'm going home. And I told him, I said, I'm not going home. I believe God has a job for me. I believe I heard him. I'm staying. And so I stood out in center field and I said, I said, saved in the name of Jesus Christ, I render you powerless over my job. I declare and decree that I have this job. And I said, ministering spirits, you go and cause the job to come in. So I did that. My friend went home. In the meantime, uh, I was sitting at lunch with three of the guys that actually had made the team. And they knew that the team had told me they didn't want me. So they asked me the question. They said, why are you still here? And I said to them, listen to the tense that I said it in. I believe I have a job. 
And they looked at me like I had lost my mind. You have a job? That's what I said. Long story short, I saw those three guys sent home and I got the job. I was the only guy that played, the only American that played the whole season on that team. Now, this is a new way of living and it works. You know, I've seen God get me in school this way. I've gotten cars and jobs and seen my children healed and so forth. But I took the time to transition into this way of life. Listen to Romans chapter 10, verse 17. Here's what it says. So then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Faith comes by hearing. You know, when I realized that faith, the currency of the kingdom, that it comes by faith, I started listening to those who were teaching about faith. I would go to sleep with headphones on, listening to messages about faith. I would drive in my car, listening to messages about this currency. You know, you don't hear this once and you got it. The verse says faith comes by hearing, not by having heard, which means you got to continue to hear this. You know, the world is going the opposite way of this. And if you don't stay tuned up, you'll go the same way the world is going and live by your senses. You know, Jesus gave us an example of how this works and how we are to live. I'm in Mark chapter five. I'm going to start reading at verse 21. Here's what it says. And when Jesus was passed over again by ship unto the other side, much people gathered unto him and he was near unto the sea. And behold, there comes one of the rulers of the synagogue, Jairus by name. And when he saw him, he fell at his feet and besook him greatly saying, my little daughter lies at the point of death. I pray you come and lay your hands on her that she may be healed. Jesus turns and decides to go and starts heading to this man's house. I'm going to pick up again at verse 35. There came from the ruler of the synagogue's house certain which said, thy daughter is dead. Why trouble you the master any further? As soon as Jesus heard the words that he, he spoke, he said unto the ruler of the synagogue, be not afraid, only believe. And he suffered no man to follow him except Peter and James and John, the brother of James. And he comes to the house of the ruler of the synagogue and seeing the turmoil and they that wept and wailed greatly. And when he was come in, he said unto them, why make you this ado and weep? The damsel is not dead, but sleeps. And they laughed him to scorn. They're laughing at Jesus now. But when he had put them all out, he takes the father and the mother of the damsel and them that were with him and entered in where the damsel was. And he took the damsel by the hand and said unto her, Tamilata Kumai, which is being interpreted, damsel, I say unto thee, arise. And immediately the damsel arose and walked for she was of the age of 12 years old, and they were astonished with a great astonishment. Now, believe it or not, today, believers in Jesus Christ are raising the dead. This power is available to every believer. But notice Jesus had to ignore what his senses were telling him. People were laughing at him when he said the child is not dead. And people would think that you're crazy when you live and talk this way. I just told you about the guys that believe I was out of my mind when I told them I believe I have a job, but I got the job. Let me give you another experience. You know, one of the things that the Lord has enabled me to do is have experiences that validate this word. I acted on it and God performed it. Wasn't just meant for just Jesus to be walking by faith. We're all to walk by faith. 
I had another experience when uh, I was in Mexico and uh, it had it looked like it was going to rain. And so I went out early before the game started, several hours before the game. And I went out and I spoke. I said, in the name of Jesus, I command the rain to go around the ballpark. We're going to play this game today. I speak it and declare it in the name of Jesus. So I went back in and started reading and just kind of relaxing. We still had several hours before we went to the ballpark. And not long after I got in, I heard lightning and thundering and I mean, it was raining cats and dogs. I mean, big old gobs of rain. And so I go to the uh, restaurant there to get me some coffee. And uh, I went back and I'm talking to the cook. He's warming up the coffee. Uh, it's later in the day. And so as as we were talking, uh, the door was open and we could see and hear the raindrops. I mean, they, they, they were big raindrops. And the, and the cook looks over at me and says, no wego oi. And I said, in other words, no game today. I said, see, si, wego oi. And he looked at me and started laughing. He thought I was out of my mind. He's looking at these gobs of rain coming down. But anyway, went to the ballpark later on. And and when we got to the ballpark, it looked like not one drop of rain had fallen on that field. And I had the best professional baseball game of my entire career that day. Now, one reason most don't walk in this currency of the kingdom is that they don't see instant results, so they give up. Now, I'm going to go back to Mark chapter 11. On the last episode, I talked about Mark 11, 22 to 24. But I'm going to go here and I'm going to show you what led up to Jesus giving that faith message to them. I'm in Mark 11, verses 12 through 14. And on the next day, when they were come from Bethany, he was hungry. And seeing a fig tree afar off having leaves, he came, if happily he might find anything thereon. And when he came to it, he found nothing but leaves. For the time of figs was not yet. And Jesus answered and said unto it. Now he's talking to a tree now. Now you know they really thinking he's crazy, right? And Jesus answered and said unto it, the tree, no man eats fruit of you hereafter forever. And his disciples heard him. Now there was no outward change when Jesus spoke. But as far as Jesus was concerned, it was done when he spoke. Now, let's go to the next day and we'll see. I believe that Jesus went to this tree to illustrate what we're about to read and what I read on the last episode. This, I believe, is the greatest illustration of faith that Jesus has given because it's going to show that most of the time you're not going to see an instant manifestation. Sometimes you will. But most of the time when you're believing God for something, it's going to take some time. So here we are in Mark chapter 11, verses twenty through 24. And in the morning, as they passed by, they saw the fig tree dried up from the roots. And Peter calling to remembrance said unto him, Master, behold, the fig tree which you cursed is withered away. And Jesus answered and said unto them, have faith in God. So now whatever Jesus did the day before was faith. And all we read about was that he spoke to the tree and said, no man's going to eat fruit of you hereafter. So that's where he released his faith. And he walked away. He did not need to see an outward manifestation to know that what he said was going to come to pass. I'm going to pick up again at verse 23. Now I'm going to start at 22 again. And Jesus answered and said unto them, have faith in God. For truly I say unto you, that whosoever shall say even to this mountain, be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he says shall come to pass. 
he shall have whatsoever he says. Therefore, I say unto you, what things soever you desire, when you pray, believe that you receive them and you shall have them. Again, Jesus knew he could have what he said if he believed in his heart because he knew his father would release his power at that point. So the next day, as I said, he didn't need to look. His disciples did. But Jesus knew that what he spoke was so. Let's go to Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for. It is the evidence of things not seen. You see, faith is the currency that gives substance to what I hope for. See, I don't see what I hope for. We go back to the tree. Jesus' hope was what he spoke, that that tree would die. He didn't wait there to see if it would happen. He believed it. His faith was the substance of his hope. And it was the evidence that what he had spoken was so. That's what faith is about. You have to believe you have it before you see the manifestation. I'll give you another example. Many years ago, I was believing God for a Mercedes. And uh, I had been telling my kids that I was going to have it. I I told them the color and what it was going to look like and everything. And lo and behold, months later, uh, I got the Mercedes. And my daughter looked at me and said, Dad, you, you don't even seem like you're that excited right now. Here's the car you've been talking about, and it's right here. And I said to her, I said, Angel, I already believe that I have it. I've been rejoicing as if it was already so. So it's showing up. I had it way back when I asked the Lord in prayer. You know, a lot of people would love to live and see God move in their lives like this. But how many are willing to take the time to learn and get rooted in living like this? God is alive, and he's the same mighty God you've read about in the Bible. But it's your choice as to if he will show up in your life in power. Faith is the currency of the kingdom to bring the power of God on the scene to give you everything you need and more. Let's go to James chapter 1, verses 2 through 8. My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptations, knowing this, that the trying of your faith works patient. You see, I'm going to tell you something. You need to get ready. If you if you determine to walk in this and to begin to put this in practice, the devil is going to tempt you. He's coming because he does not want you to get into this. As a matter of fact, when you first start making confessions, you can, you can bet that he's going to try to discourage you. But look, I want you to listen to what the end result is, because this is telling us here. I'm going to start over. My brother, count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptations, knowing this, that the trying of your faith works patience. But let patience have her perfect work, that you may be perfect and entire, wanting nothing. You hear what he's saying here? He's telling you, if you get perfected in this, you can get to the point that you don't want for anything. Verse 5, if any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God that gives to all men liberally and abraded not, and it shall be given him. But let him ask in faith, nothing wavering. For he that wavers is like a wave of the sea driven with the wind and tossed. For let not that man think that he shall receive anything of the Lord. A double-minded man is unstable in all of his way. Satan is going to challenge your faith. And you have to stand in faith and not waver. He's going to show you things to look at. He's going to show you things to feel. He's going to work on your senses to get your faith, to get you talking, doubt, and unbelief. 
Proverbs chapter 18, verse 21 says this, death and life are in the power of the tongue and they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. You see, we've been made in the image of God. And I showed you at the very beginning of this series in the last episode that God spoke and things happened. God spoke and things happened. We have been created in the same manner. And either we're going to speak death to our life by speaking doubt and unbelief, or we're going to speak life to our life by saying what God says. You cannot be speaking death when you say what God says about you. And he said what he's going to do on your behalf in his word. You were made in the image of God and you can speak and release the power of God just like we saw God do in the beginning. If you talk doubt and fear, it will release death to what you believe in God for. To release life, you have to talk faith. And faith is now. You have to talk and believe like it's already done because it is. Listen to Ephesians chapter 1, verse 3. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. Well, everything started in the spirit. So when he says all spiritual blessings, he's talking about everything in this earth that you could desire as well, because everything started in the spirit. Notice that the verse says God has. He's not going to. Before you ask, it's already done. So talk in the now, not in the future. You will hear believers say that God is going to do this for them. That's not faith, because faith is present tense, not future. This is why 20 years later, some still have not received it. If you'll study the life of Jesus, you will see that he always talked in the present tense like it was already done. Listen to John chapter 16, verse 33. These things have I spoken unto you, that in me you might have peace. In the world you shall have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. Notice he said, I have overcome the world. When Jesus said this, he had not overcome the world because he had not died yet. He had not gone to hell and taken the keys of death and hell from Satan, but he spoke as though it was already done. We have to do the same if we want the power of God to move in our lives. Listen to Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6. But without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he that comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder to those who diligently seek him. You see, God wants to be believed and he cannot lie. What he says is so. And when you agree with him and say it's so and keep saying it's so, all hell can't stop it from coming into manifestation for you. Listen to Ephesians chapter 6, verses 10 and 11. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Notice he didn't say be strong in your might. He said be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. You see, the devil is going to fight you over this, but you need not fear him because God has made his armor available for you and the devil is no match for him. Let's look at his armor. Verse 12 says this, for we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. And by the way, all of those have been defeated already for you and for me. Verse 13, wherefore take unto you the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day. And having done all stand, 
Stand therefore having your loins girded about with the truth, the truth of the word, having on the breastplate of righteousness and your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, taking the shield of faith, wherewith you may be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God that's spoken out of your mouth. Now, verse 18, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. The enemy, Satan, has already been defeated. First Timothy chapter six, verse 12 says, fight the good fight of faith. It's a good fight because we've already won. Jesus has won for us, but the devil will try to wear you down and make you quit. You just have to outlast his attempts to get you to quit. Faith, the currency of the kingdom is how you shield off his attacks by saying to God, I believe what I've asked you and I believe what you said. And I thank you, Lord, that it is done. And when you hold fast to this, what you desire will come to pass. Not a demon, not the devil himself can stop it. When you continue to say what God says with faith in your heart and coming out of your mouth, we'll continue with this on episodes ahead. Let me say right here, if you don't know our living Savior, Jesus Christ, you can get to know him now. Pray this prayer with me. Say, God. I believe that you sent your son, Jesus Christ, to die for my sins. Jesus, I accept you into my life as my Lord and my Savior. Help me to live this life. Thank you. That's it. It's that simple. If you believe what you just prayed, he has come in. Start reading the Bible for yourself. You can start in the book of St. John and in the book of Romans. And God will begin to show you his purpose for your life. And he'll begin to show himself unto you. Okay, we'll see you on the next episode.